You got a tattoo. It fucking hurt. Oh, I'm sure it did. God damn it, it hurt. And the, I laid down, and the second he fucking started, <laughs> God damn it, dude. It hurt a lot more than I thought it would. I'm like, I felt like a little bitch. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was fun. It hurt. Probably won't ever do it again. All right, fuck, let's go. Welcome back to your football fantasy. Grab a drink, roll back your foreskin, and let Dweez Nuts, Big Wiz, and the Bullfrog stroke your fantasy loins. We are going to have to make an edit to that intro here. Bullfrog is no longer part of this show. <laughs> Delete the man from uh, your your memory altogether. He's gone. He has been replaced by the far superior individual. Yet to be seen I'm not anyway. sure if that's accurate yet. <laughs> it, that, that's, uh, I'll send up your to, to be determined. That is the Wolfpack here. He's going to get his shot over the next six to eight weeks to see what he can do. Welcome to the show, Your Football Fantasy. I am Dweez Nuts, your host. As mentioned, Wolfpack is here. The big whiz, right where he belongs, in studio next to me. Welcome. Guys, how you doing? Could not be better. Doing pretty good. I think you could be better. Let's take a shot, get a little bit better. Cheers. To the new YFF crew here. <coughs> What's that, a maker's mark? Gotcha. Yep. That was the last one. I was just chugging that out of the bottle last night. I went on the <laughs> Fantasy In Session podcast. Cool dudes. Incest? In Session. Oh. Mm. Cool Close guys. Enough. Close enough. Close enough. A couple of young black kids from... Uh, Atlanta, Georgia. I thought there might be a culture issue, seeing as I'm an old white man from the Midwest. Yeah, but, but we had a great fucking. But time. you bonded. Were we, they drinking takeaway? You, I don't, I don't know what they were drinking. I don't know what the one guy was drinking. The other guy was just ripping his bong because he didn't want to drink with us, like Larry Tunzel style. This, this Tunzel, <laughs> no, not not Tunzel. No, no, What's that yeah, guy's name? Ray Robinson. The, no, he was a face mask guy. Yeah, Tunzel did no, no, the no, face no, no, mask. No. Listen to this. Okay. Um, there's this, that offensive lineman in Cleveland. Oh, you seen this story? Yeah. Coming oh, across the Canadian border, 157 pounds of pot in his yeah, car. Arrested for possession to sell. Hundred? No shit. Fucking intent to sell. A hundred and fifty-seven. <laughs> what did Larry Newton have on him from the fucking Cowboys? Like fucking three hundred pounds of cocaine? Seriously? Yeah. In the fucking good in the nineties. Lord Almighty. Well, it's the nineties. Nineties was, was a just different maybe, fucking so. time. Anyway, look, we're not, we're not, a, it was a great story. 150, how do you think you're going to get across the border with 157 pounds of marijuana? I don't know. You know what, I don't know either. Got to be better than that. But, uh. Did he have, like, like. I'm sure they were hitting, like, potatoes or something? Or did he just have, or, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah one of those big bags of. Uh, <laughs> a bunch of uh, teddy bears and shit. But, uh, look, I, I guess we'll do the news. We've already started talking about the news a little bit. This week in football. We're coming up to a pretty exciting time in the offseason here. Teams are starting to release players, starting to talk about things like franchise tags. Contracts are starting to get pretty... uh, The discussions are starting to get pretty heated. We're starting to get an idea about who may not be on their teams moving forward. Um, Obviously, we we don't see free agency happen until the beginning of 
March or the middle of March. I think it's uh, 14th, something around that. But uh, that doesn't stop teams like the Chicago Bears, Seattle Seahawks from signing players right now. I don't know how that works, but it is what it is. So let's dive into a little bit of this. First off, this isn't this isn't necessarily news as much as it's rumor, but Robbie Anderson uh, looks looks a lot like Robbie Anderson is not going to be a New York Jet next year. I, I bring this up because Robbie Anderson is is a guy that could be an exciting fantasy football player. He's a threat all over the field. Doesn't run a great route, but he can he can go the, to the fucking house on any play. Is is there a team that you'd like to see a kid like Robbie Anderson? On would would you be excited in in him in any particular jersey off the top of your head? Yeah, with Big Ben Steelers, that would be interesting. There's so many receiving weapons there, right? Uh, now. Where, where 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 Big Cam goes, I think would be interesting. Um, Cowboys, as if they don't sign Amari. Yeah, but another receiver though. But Dak Dak doesn't mean Michael. What Robbie Gall- Anderson tells me is I'm running on the field. Hopefully, someone throw chucks the ball to me. Yeah. Michael Gallup seems to be the deep threat on that team, which doesn't really seem to make a whole lot of sense to me. Maybe like doing. Arizona kind of intrigue me. You know who I I think it'd be interesting if he landed on the Packers, who are looking for a deep threat to complement yeah. Devontae Adams. He's been, they've been trying to find somebody for a long time. And they don't really have one, right? They've got all these they've got all these fucking receivers, and none of them but work. None of them, yeah, I think that would be a good fit. We'll see where he goes. We'll see. We'll see what happens there. Um, keep our eye on him in the off season. Once the rumors start swirling about Robbie Anderson, if he does actually get let go, um, might be a, might be a guy worth considering targeting in the dynasty league. If any of those rumors sound nice, how about Philip Rivers? Right, he's on the free market. He's officially available. Any guesses as to where he goes? Does it matter? Is there a place that? Re- Philip Rivers is still relevant in the league. I, th- I think he's going to get a chance to start somewhere, right? Like, I get a chance to start. Is there a team that you give a fuck for fantasy purposes? How about just for the NFL? Like, does he have a chance at making some noise? He's going to start somewhere. I mean, I'm not sure he would not start. Um, There's Buccaneers. I mean, he's living in Florida. But I don't does know. He, does just, he live just, in Florida now? Just today, him and his fucking eight kids moved them down there to just, Florida. Just today. Tampa uh, news came out. Tampa's considering a, a two-year contract with Jameis. First year's guaranteed at twenty-seven million, which would be the franchise tag yeah. amount. Second year would be an option. So they're still they're seriously thinking about signing Jameis and back. I cannot think that that's actually going to happen. I mean, we'll see. So, so there's Tampa, Miami, which probably is not likely. Well, they got they got Fitzmagic. So Fitzmagic's not a long-term <laughs> solution. I guess either is Phillip. And uh, Jacksonville, even I mean, we're the same. They spent big money last year. Jacksonville might not be a bad option. Like, yeah. yeah, at least it's still a de- decent defense, and they got a running game. I've also heard, you know, my team, the Colts, they're they're looking, looking at him. Yeah, they're looking for sure. I guess they got to have someone because Brissett didn't hold it up last year. That'd be that'd be that'd be intriguing. You have a I good line, running team. Yeah, you just don't have anybody to throw the ball to. But yeah, that's part of the I think they're going to address that here shortly. I think yeah. the Colts picks up somebody in the free agency and maybe draft somebody. Deep, deep wide receiver class. You're going to tell us a little bit about it later on. The best so. receiver class in a long time. Mm-hmm. I've heard, I've heard there's a potential for it being, yes, absolutely historic by the time it's yeah. all said and done. We'll see. How about uh, Arizona Cardinals looks like they're, might, they, they're, they're seriously considering franchise tagging Kenyon Drake. So there was some question I early on. I didn't hear this at all. Where, where did this come out? Uh, it, it, somewhere on sleep riding. I don't was remember this last the night when you were getting drunk with your friends? This was a week ago. You were in Alaska? Where the fuck were you? Alaska. Um, they're thinking about franchise tag and Kenya Drake. There was some talk. You know, he, he came in on a one-year deal, a prove-it deal. He proved it, but there was some talk about maybe them moving on from him anyway. 
Uh, he he was good when given the chance. If they franchise tag okay, him, what, was that he good? Means... Or the doctor stats two weeks ago said that he was he, shitty. Yeah, outside shitty of two, two games. games. He only played what six? Like I yeah. think I think he's a good option on that team. Not worth franchise. I think he fits either. well for him. Yeah, a franchise. Why would you franchise tag a running back at this point? Because because franchising a running back is probably cheap. the cheapest position yeah. you can franchise. Go draft a someone. At. You know, play behind you. The real issue, the, the bigger issue on this team in that running back backfield news came out. The owner of Arizona Cardinals said, "Hey, I know there's a lot of talk about us cutting David Johnson. His contract is such that we can't. They eat way too much money. The cap hit for cutting David Johnson after they signed Makes that not, huge not deal. They can't cut him. They will not cut him. So if he's not, if they can't find a trade partner, which Bruce Arians, we'll see. Bruce yeah. Arians has been a lot of talk about Bruce Arians. If they can't find a trade partner." DJ is riding the fucking pine all year, which would be really disappointing. I'm not sure he'd ride the pine. I mean, wasn't he hurt when Kenny Drake took over? Or no? No. Kenny Drake just became a better option. Yeah. Interesting. Ryan Gosling back there. Yep. Taylor Gabriel released from the Chicago Bears along with Prince Amukamara. Thank goodness. Not necessarily as important Amukamara, but you're, you're happy Gabriel's gone. Even I'm though actually, he had a three touchdown half. I'm actually year. happy about this because <laughs> I actually like Anthony Miller a lot. Yep. I think this helps Anthony Miller. So Anthony Miller is likely to stay in the inside. Yep. Um, this maybe to me pushes Riley Ridley to the starting position on the opposite side, which he didn't play much. He played a little Did bit. He played at all. He played a little bit at the back half, and and he he looked fine. Like I think Riley Ridley coming into the team off off of the draft, I liked him. So, but I think what this says to me is is this takes away fucking the cuteness out of fucking Matt Nagy, which I want. I, well, I, I like. One, it takes one tiny piece yeah, of cuteness. I like away. that. Keep taking that away. They got a lot more cuteness to get rid of before they're ready to do anything. I, I did I did hear today that the Bears would be open to trade talks for Derek Carr if Oakland wanted that. to make that move. That. You know Oakland's interested in Brady. Yeah. What do you think about that, Wiz? Bears fan? Would Wait, you want which are more interested in Brady going to Las Vegas? I don't think it's going to happen. Carr as a Bear. I don't think that's going to happen. No, it's not going to happen. But if it did. If it did... I guess I like I like Carr enough. Yeah, I like Carr. He's shown. He's got to be better than what you got now. Fucking hate Trubisky. Because Jesus at least he Christ. can throw the ball. He's, he can read. Well, that's that's so. Trubisky it, can't. If, if he can like make a, a, a read or, or read a defense, then I'm fine with it. To be honest with you, I could care less about how fucking mobile he is. Can he handle the cold? I, yeah, I assume so. I just want someone who can read a fucking defense. To be honest yes. with you, and it does. Yeah, I mean, it I can't be that hard. Can. I mean, <laughs> I feel like I could handle it. I'm a right. pretty intelligent guy. Two guys. Two big name, or at least formerly big name wide receivers looking to get out of their current situations. Alshon Jeffrey just came out today and said, hey, look, I want a trade. Why? Uh, he's not been happy in Philly for a while. because it's, it's cold? He has been the quote-unquote anonymous source for two years talking shit about their quarterback, Carson Wentz. Um, that, he's that, always hurt? Or? That came out. No, he just thinks he's a bad quarterback and he doesn't like playing with him. He played in Chicago. With Cutler. Yes, I love Cutler. I mean, Cutler could chuck the ball. I'll give him yeah, credit for that. Yeah, yeah. So, so he wants out. He wants to get out of Philly. Is it going to happen? I don't know. I don't sure know. Sure, will. He's he's thirty what one years old at this point. The other guy, another, hey, if he's being asshole, he's me cut. Another old guy, AJ Green, wants to get out of town. Now he is a uh, free agent. I believe he's an unrestricted free agent this season. But the team has discussed franchise tagging him. Uh, he and his agent are saying just today, look, we don't want to be we don't want to be franchise tag. We want out. Of this town, they just paid Tyler Boyd, I think, forty-three million dollars on a on a three or four year contract. So they don't have a bunch of money to pay AJ Green. He wants a bunch of money. This is the last contract he's likely gonna get. Yeah. 
um, at, at in in his career. I mean, fuck, he can't stand field, but uh, anywhere you want to see an AJ Green, like AJ Green. I like. AJ I have Green. to imagine still has it. He missed the whole season, but well, he's season half, he missed AJ. I mean, I think he missed most of last season because he didn't want to play. Yeah. He was holding out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, he halfway came back, right? Almost came back for a game, and then he's like, and nah, I'm good. Re-injured? Or... No. Did he, did he actually go on the field? I don't know that he did go no. back. No. I think it was yeah. still in practice. Yeah, I agree. Like I, I think injured or re-aggravated. I, so uh, I think right? I'll practice. No, I'm, I'm hurt again. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of plays. I think A.J. Green's a good receiver. I would much rather take A.J. Green or Alshon Jeffrey. Could he go to the Saints? We I did a... Uh, yeah, but look, dude, a wide, re- a wide receiver. Kind of Michael Thomas, wide receiver. Man? You know where you know where I'd like him. I'd like to see him. I'd like to see him in Indianapolis. He could do the good there. I'd like to see him in Indianapolis. Him and T. Y. Hilton, just the least likely two right. wide receiver core to stay on the field all year. But uh, I, I think that'd be good. We did. A, I did a just finished up a dynasty startup draft, and I think AJ Green went in the eleventh round. A great fucking pick. Is like, that, people forget about him. Is that yeah? That's a great pick. I know Dynasty and you want young plays. guys, but he's that was his fifth receiver taken. Like that's yeah, fucking that's great. Fair enough. And, and if he plays, yes. and if he doesn't play, who cares? Fifth right. receiver. Uh, Breeze is back. I don't think anybody really expected him to retire. I certainly didn't. How about this one though? Adrian Peterson is going to be back with the Washington Redskins. Still got this it. That's year. interesting to me. I mean, he's, he's so old, but 900 whatever yards, Nine, right? Yeah, and, yeah. and guys tried to come in, and Chris Thompson tried is, to Is AP in. trying to trying to catch like Emmett Smith, or what's he trying to do? He just wants to play, baby. What else has he got going? Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> what else is he going to be doing? It's like, play. what, the Redskins running backs are all injured, it seems like. Guy, like guys yeah, is out back-to-back Bryce Love came in injured. Like that's, Did you, who? Bryce that's, Love okay, I, I, from I, I, Stanford. Yeah. He was he was on the IR basically when they drafted him. Look, yeah, I think to me they're signing AP and saying, look, we just need somebody that we know is not going to get hurt. I'm not surprised if they they draft another fucking running back in round three or four this year. Uh, they 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 I would, need somebody. Yeah, they they probably need to draft a quarterback. Well, they love their Dwayne Haskins. I'm not sure they actually do. Philip Rivers to Washington. That no, Haskins no, that seems that might be reasonable, actually. Be or does Cam go there? Cam could too. I just follows Ron Rivera. Yeah. Ron Rivera's fucking tired of Cam Newton. Come I on, that, that might be true. Eva. But I can't. Dwayne Haskins was pretty poor last. Like he's bad. Did he, he have a line did, or anything? He did show some. He's an athletic quarterback. Late, yes, I, that's it. But he has a long ways to go still. Um, absolutely. Jordan Reed, finally cut by this team. At, right after Vernon Davis retires, they don't have a tight end. Like Jordan Reed hasn't gone on the field. Did he, did he? Jordan Reed has been in concussion protocol for three years. Three years, yeah, yeah. I was going to say. Three years. He just needs to hang it up. That kid, well, he's going to die shortly. Whether he Probably. kills himself CTE style or he just passes out some days. He's a, he's a, he's a junior sayout, but on the other side of the field, right? I, I put the over-under... At three and a half years for a Jordan Reed suicide. Anybody? Takers? I would go over that. I'll take that. You, you take the over? Will we record that? Yeah, I, yeah <laughs> we'll try to keep up with it. Yay! Speaking of tight ends, um, you know, Jordan Reed's out. Obviously, Greg Olson was on the market. Might have been a good option for them, except that the Seattle Seahawks signed him. They scooped in on that one. How did they sign him? For now, seven fucking million. Now, he did interview with the Redskins. Uh, he decided he liked Seattle. He was most comfortable there. Here's my problem. I have two dynasty teams right now. Will Disley is my starting tight end in both of them. <laughs> Don't 
don't laugh. They go you into own one of them set? with me. I know! <laughs> Should we be concerned? Like, so my first reaction to this when I heard it was this. The team, the coach, and the quarterback love Will Disley. Greg Olson is an insurance policy because Disley's now get, been seriously injured twice. twice. Um, so to me, I still feel very comfortable with Will Disley. Am I wrong? Is Olsen going to step in and take over, or are we good? We are fine. I wouldn't be that concerned about it. To me, um, no, I'm not concerned at all. I think he's going to play. How much are you really going to... I mean, the, the guy is hobbling around waiting to blow out his list, Frank, again. <laughs> and, that, and then he basically said that, right? Like, it's just a matter of time before it does officially blow out. No, he's good. I'll take... I mean, like... Take him while he's playing. Take him while he's playing, yeah. right. He, he's not... He's, he's a fucking red zone threat. That's that's probably the biggest concern. Give them touchdowns, baby. Give them touchdowns. Yeah, Safety Greg Olson, valve, you know? Olson will play a little bit, but I don't think he's fantasy relevant until Disley gets hurt. That's my take. It if might or, if be or when he gets hurt. When, yeah. It might be colored because because I'm a Disley owner, like, just everywhere, but uh, is what it is. All right, that, that's is that it for news? Did I catch everything? I don't know. I was jumping around. Who gives a fuck? Big Wiz and his stat of the week. While while you pull that up, I am up. Wait, Wolfpack, our, our shot boy needs to pour us some more shots because uh, I think I got called out was uh, on the last show, like for a shot boy. Or was you were gonna be our whipping boy, the whipping for the boy game show? No, you can't see the episode. screen, can you? No, I can't right no, now. No, no cheating there, Wolfpack. Don't but you, but face. you fucking bitched out too. Everybody bitched out on that goddamn episode. Wiz here. I fucking played. Old reliable. I mean, he doesn't say he's coming until 20 minutes before the show starts. I just had a problem with the way the fucking, our Alex, our poor man, Alex Trebek fucking ran the show. Sure, 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 sure. But my issue is you need to like talk to me in the week and let me know, hey, I do plan on being there because I look up one day and you're in Alaska. Do you know how hard? I'm expecting you to be in India literally any fucking day. Guess what? My colleague is going next week for me. He gonna die. Coronavirus. So I talked to the guys at U.S. Army Corps of Engineers. They yeah. were just hoping, hoping that the Department of Defense would say, you're not allowed to go there because of coronavirus. They just got to stop you in Alaska for the two-week quarantine on the way back. Mm. Right? Did you run into any of that quarantine up there in the Great White North? Fuck no. Good <laughs> God. Did you stay in the igloo? No. I would. Uh, it, well, I don't think it was open. You have to wait until like, it becomes some, semi-summer again. Oh, oh okay. I will tell you this. It was negative 40. On Friday? Motherfucker. Wind chill? No. Oh my god. Air temp. It hurt to touch the door on the building. Like it froze your hand. No, no. Well, that too, but like you touch the outside of the building, it fucking hurts your hand. We went, last year we had that polar vortex, we got to negative 20. Yeah. That that, was cold. I walked across the street to your house, my eyelashes froze together. (laughs) I can't imagine negative 40, and that's just a normal day. Yeah, that's normal for them. Fuck you. Negative Alaska. fucking 40. Goddamn Inuits, It man. was fucking freezing. Fuck me. All right. Wolfpack, if you want to stay on this show, you got to talk more. Um, are we taking a shot or are we going to the Oh, let's take a shot. Shots. Let's liven this fucking show up a little bit, guys. Mm. Whiskey. Yeah. I'll yeah. tell you what, that one's getting better. Yeah, that, that one's good. good. That's gone. That one, that's the Celtic <laughs> Just not. That one's gone. It's got better at the tail end. Okay. It's fine. Mm. Those are delicious. Those are terrible. Hit us with Star right. of the Week, baby. We got rookies we're going to talk about this week. Okay, so I want to know from you guys, can you name the best fantasy football rookie quarterbacks ever? Can you give me the top five? Is Cam Newton in the top? Can Some? you give me the top five, and do you want to guess the year? I'm going to guess mm. Cam Newton was one of them, is he not? 
Uh, year? Say, uh, oh, it, it, the, oh, and the year the that year Cam okay. Newton came out was 2010 or 11. 2011. Cam yeah. Newton is the number one. I got yeah. I got a list of 25 quarterbacks, folks. He is the number one at 375 points. He Andrew did put, Luck's got to be up. There. He put up 35 fucking touchdowns. He was the first quarterback to go for 10 touchdowns, both rushing and fucking throwing. That's stupid. That's insane. That's impressive. Yeah. Um, anyone? Let's go with number two here. I'm going with Andrew Luck. Andrew like Luck is on this list, but... No, 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 I got one. He's number six. Same year, Robert Griffin the third. Not the same year. Was but you are, year? You, you are one for, uh, you are two for two right now. Robert Griffin, in the next, the next year. year, the following year, went for 318. He went for fucking 318. RG3, okay? Very short-lived. Kyle Shanahan left, and then he just fucking crashed. Yeah, well, um, he broke all his knees. But 318 points. So what, he what is year number was two. he? 2012. You are correct yeah. in that. Same year as Luck. Anyone with number three, four, or five? So who who was the guy that came out the same year as RG three? Andrew Luck. Luck. Andrew Luck was uh, that's what same I said. RG3. Fucking same year when he Andrew said, Luck and Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson was like a third rounder though, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Fuck. Steel. Uh, I would how, give you how recent are we? Look, how recent are we asking? So this goes all the way. The, the oldest quarterback sign here go back to nineteen eighty three. Oh, fuck you. Fuck but you. that there's only one outside. There's only actually there's this. There's only. Three quarterbacks on this list out of twenty-five that are that are out of two thousand and six or more recent. So most of these guys are honestly Ben Roethlisberger. Big Ben is on this list, but he doesn't. He's not to two thousand four, so that's he's number twenty-two on the list. Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is number seven. You guys are still missing. Three and four. John Elway. Johnny Elway is not on this list, buddy. I don't know who was drafted in 1983. I was going to say Peyton Manning, but... Well, also not Peyton Manning, didn't do Peyton Manning line, is so. on that list, but he's number nine. Because Damn, he, I did 6-7. Because nine. remember, he threw 28 touchdowns and 26 interceptions. I don't remember that. Uh, okay. the, I wasn't Alex alive. Trebek, who we hosted on the show last or two weeks ago, his favorite quarterback Dan is... Marino. He's number 21. Um, you, the, the guys you're missing... top five. Why would the, you fucking the guy, the, that? The guys you're missing here, are you... Also, a 2012 draftee. 2000 is it Russell Wilson? At number five, at 278. Okay. The player you are missing here is number four. What year? I can't fucking believe he's on this list. It fucking is disgusting. What year though? 2015. Jameis Winston. Jameis fucking James? Winston at 279. Crab Winston, baby. Yeah. Guess. Just, just for reference here, folks, the quarterbacks number 8 and number 10 are respectively Andy Dalton oh. at 213, and don't forget about Vince Young at 209. Vince fucking Young. <laughs> so, I mean, there's some interesting names on here. Uh, also, for hometown people, Mike Glennon, Charlie Batch made the list of top 25. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! You remember when Glennon was signed to the Bears? So excited. Oh, I do. I remember that. So fucking exciting. Gino Smith also made the list. Yeah, Geno Smith had a nice rookie season. I think he was a top 24 quarterback that year. But not a, not much higher than that. Yeah, because he got drafted, what, the last pick, wasn't he in the first round? Towards the back end of it, I thought. Geno? He, well, he was totally first round. Him and right, uh, Emmanuel, who's the fucking guy out of uh, Florida State? It was Emmanuel? E.J. Man. E.J. Man. He was terrible. Okay, okay I, got, I got a question for you. Piggybacking off of the uh, stud quarterbacks. Over the last 10 years, go back and... Going back to the 2010 draft class, what percentage of quarterbacks taken in the top five 
do you think finish in the top six fantasy quarterbacks going back 10 years? Quarterbacks taken in the top five in the NFL draft finish in the top six in fantasy. What percentage? Um, so, like, the stud yeah, Baker quarterbacks. Mayfield. Um, I'm going to say, like, 30%. No, I'll go less than that. 10. The answer is 15%. You know who the last guy was to do it? I am. Well, that might be Famous Jameis. It was RG3 in 2012, baby. Why, why is that Famous Jameis? Because he didn't finish top six overall. Uh-huh. He did, but okay. You don't, you don't think it was? You think it was RG3? RG3 in 2012. That's interesting. The only other guy to do it was Andrew. No, not Andrew Luck. Cam Newton. Cam Newton. The year prior. Cam Newton, 35 touchdowns is impressive. Only two top five drafted quarterbacks in the last 10 years have finished top six in fan, for fantasy purposes. Yeah, that tells you it takes a while to fucking develop in that position. Yeah, yeah. So all these people, like I've got the, top, the, the first two picks in our rookie drafts coming up here are likely to be two quarterbacks because these guys didn't draft any quarterbacks. Yeah. But it's not. I mean, it's not worth it. Eventually, maybe. But I mean, where did uh, rookie quarterback? Where did Kyler Murray finish? Eight, nine? Not, yeah, nine ish. Yeah, somewhere. I think we. There. I think you projected number four overall. I said it was way too high. I thought it was be fifteen. Yeah. But it just tells you that how hard it is to actually produce that position. It is. It is. And a lot of it, not even necessarily hard to produce, but a lot of guys do produce. Like if you want to beat, yes. beat them out, fucking gotta do it. All right. So let's jump into then those rookies. Uh, what we're doing for you guys today, we're just going to talk tier one at the quarterback, running back, and wide receiver positions. We've gone through, each of us chose a position. We've ranked all the guys that need to be ranked coming up on the NFL draft here in the next, what's, what is it, six weeks away, seven weeks away? In April, ain't it? Oh, yes. shit, it is. It's more like uh, ten weeks away. But uh, we, we've, each dra- we've each ranked these guys. Over the next handful of weeks, we're going to go through our tiers. Today, we're just talking Tier 1 quarterbacks, Tier 1 running backs, Tier 1 receivers. Some of our rankings might surprise you. Some might not surprise you. But we'll give you our takes to add to your list um, that you've collected all over the Internet over the past month or so. Let's kick it off with quarterbacks. We've been talking about quarterbacks. Wiz, you are our rookie quarterback guru. Who are your Tier 1 quarterbacks. Yeah, I don't think it's that surprising. There's only two of them that are in Tier 1. It's definitely Joe Burrows and Tua Tagovailoa. Don't, don't say Out of Hawaii. Um, there's only two of them. Yeah. Is it that surprising? The answer is no. Unless you... I mean, there's people out there that love some Herbert. Person, in my personal quarterback rookie love. rankings, I put Tua below Herbert only because of the injuries. Injury prone. If I'm drafting as an NFL team, I'm real fucking nervous about Tua's injuries. You're nervous about it. Justifiably. Here's the difference. If it's not his fucking... Only knock on him is his durability. That's the only thing. Yeah. He no, can make yeah. every fucking throw. He's durable. Not durable. He's fucking... He, he is mobile. He can make every throw. He's got a strong arm. Smart. He's, he can. He's a yeah. leader. Mm-hmm. So he's your... Number... Number two, actually. Oh, you swap? You, you're fucking making a last-minute change on us. You got two at number two. No, I listed them backwards. I mean, I, 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 I gave points here. I'll give you my points for accuracy, um, anticipation, footwork, pocket, presence, mental mental aptitude, arm strength, mobility, intangibles, durability, leadership, and total. So Joe Burrow's graded out at 77, folks. Okay, so he's he's, he's not as accurate as two. A two is more accurate. Anticipation, fucking Joe Burrow makes 
he looked good last year, making every throw in the pocket. He, st- he stepped up in the pocket, which most people can't do. Yeah, it's really good pocket awareness. Yeah, he even in the fucking uh, even in the championship game, he stepped up and made throws in a tight. It's not like Clemson wasn't Clemson had a great defense. Joe Burrow just fucking made every throw he had to. I will say this about that championship game, and this so this is the only negative I've heard about Burroughs, and I've heard it on various shows here and there, but. That team was so good. Mm-hmm. And, like, in yeah. the championship game against Clemson, every fifth play, that Jefferson kid was wide open four yards behind the deepest Clemson defender. Like Jefferson's not – is Jefferson one of your receivers that you listed? He, he might be. He might be. That tells you that he's not that good. The difference, though, I agree with you on this, is that his offensive line's fabulous. They fabulous. can run the ball. Yeah. And he had weapons everywhere. He had weapons yeah. everywhere. Now you're it right. Helps. You're right on that. But but he also plays in the SEC, which means that he's fucking NFL ready. Yeah. Fast defenses are speedy as shit in the SEC. Playing right? against Georgia, fucking Alabama, Oklahoma. Go- no, no. that's Big Twelve. Never mind. They did play him. That is. Yeah. Auburn. Like I mean, you're, them for you're, you're still playing the a Big half. Twelve though. So uh, it was Alabama last year. You had fucking eleven defense players get drafted two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, pocket presence. Fucking Joe Burrow's does beat out to. Uh, um, I have a score of 9-8. to eight. Mental aptitude. I give Joe Burrows the fucking one-point edge over two on this one. Nice. I'm not sure why, but I it's just because did. because you're racist and he's white. No, I think Tua has everything. <laughs> it's just the fact that I, the guy in a tough position, he stepped into it in fucking LSU, which was hard. And he did it. Yeah. Come at, That transfer right out of Ohio which one? State. Out of Ohio State. He left his home fucking town to go fucking LSU. Good luck. Good God. Yeah. He brilliant. did it. Um... The biggest knock on Joe Burrows is this. He has, his arm strength's pretty weak. Is it's it? A, it's average. Yeah. It's not hmm. impressive. There's, there's, nothing, there's nothing that screams off the page that says, hey, this guy can that he can make every throw. Almost to the point of this, I did read an article where he said, think of Chad Pennington. Oh, on arm strength. On arm strength. Yeah, that's, that's, bad that's, arm not, strength, that's not great. That's bad arm strength. Yeah. I mean, here's the difference. If you compare it against Tua, he's not as good as Tua. Tua has a much better arm. Justin Herbert, fucking Jacob... Eason, yeah. those guys have way better arms than this guy. But don't forget about this guy's footwork, anticipation, his ability to fucking read a defense. He does those things. Yeah. Um, here's the other thing. He's mobile. Yeah, he's, he's very sneak- fucking well, yeah. he, He's sneaky he mobile. Showed he's, it in the championship He's game. not fast like Tua. He's not fast like fucking uh, Lawrence. But he's fucking sneaky. He can do it. Intangibles, I give the guy an 8. I give, a, I give him a point above Tua because he's, he's on the fucking field. Um... Obviously, fucking Tua got fucking drilled on durability. He got a one. I, I gave Joe Burrows an eight on that. And then leadership, I gave I gave Joe Burrows a fucking nine and two. I also gave Tua a nine on those ones. So they they, they it was a five point spread. Um, I think the the comps here are this: if you if Joe Burrows just just shows up back in Cincinnati, he might be Andy Dalton. Swap out, even swap, even swap. Yeah. And l- look, to be fair. Like Andy Dalton didn't do a lot wrong. He did nothing in most wrong. Most of his years in no. Cincinnati, he was fine. He was a good quarterback. He was a a you plug the guy and he was a systems quarterback. And he did his job. Right. He just didn't win games for them. Right. Joe Burrow, honestly, he might be the same thing. And now I, I think he probably has his better leadership skills. He probably has some more intangibles. Um, he probably makes better reads. I'm not sure he has the fucking. He's not gonna get the nickname Red Rocket though. No. Or Red Rifle, but I prefer Red Rocket. Sure. Um, here's, the, here's, the, here's the upside to this. Is he might be Tony Romo. He might be hard to fucking tackle. He mm-hmm. might he might fucking... Talk about slippery and sneaky. Sneaky, yeah. correct. Yeah. That, that, that might 
that might be what he, that he is. I think he completed 76 out of 76% of his passes. He was about That's pretty good. That's fucking phenomenal. Ruby's numbers. Sick in 2 years, 60 TDs, 6 INTs. He doesn't wow. turn the ball fucking no. over. Smart you said it. Smart decision maker. Um that. he has great anticipation vision. We talked about that before. He has pocket presence and we talked about this before. He can fucking make it. he can read a defense. God, if only Mitchell. If only Mitchell could do that, right? But like you said, you have to in the SEC because they're just flying everywhere. They have to do it. You have to read it. So I'm not sure you can, for fantasy purposes. Tony Romo was good. He was useful. I'm not sure how high you would take him. Yeah. Well, Burrow's going the 101 in in every superflex draft. He's hometown's fucking Ohio, man. Yeah. You want to give me here? Let's go through two a little bit here. Um, again, Tua beats... He's fucking phenomenal at everything. Obviously, durability is his biggest knock. Yeah. Uh, he just doesn't have it. You went about comps here. This guy could be... Could be David Carr, Sam Bradford. Okay. That, that's what he could be. He just yeah. He's, yeah. he's ta- super uber talented, but can't fucking ever stay in the field. So, so right now, it looks a lot like, in most mocks, Miami at three, taking Tua. Not three. Five. Five. Taking Or, or Tua. Detroit. I've heard well, that. Did, Detroit's not fucking taking Tua, but but the talk is, hey, if somebody's trading up, they're trading up to Detroit at three, right? To take Tua, like if Tua goes to Miami, is that something you you want a piece of, or um, is there a team that you'd rather see trade? Uh, no, up? no, I think you answered this question earlier. You said the fact of the matter is, when they get drafted, these guys get drafted, they don't prove stuff anyways. Yeah. It doesn't matter the person where he's at. Tough, yeah. You're one tough to Plus, play. he went out and said in an interview that, hey, sit me a year. Let me heal. Who's that, Tua? Tua did. Tua did. He said, like, if I had to pick a team I wanted to go to. Well, he couldn't play today. My, he's not ready yet. No, because of, like, my childhood team. It was the Cowboys. It was on uh, first take this morning. And he said, you know, sit me a year. Let me learn the system better. Let me heal up completely. He's smart enough. Then he, he can let re- me go. He can figure that out. I, I just think the concern is getting the guy healthy. Healthy. I mean, I, I give you guys the low side. David Carr, Sam Bradford. He also could be could be Steve Young. With he's he's athletic enough to be Steve Young. They say that he's is accurate as they've ever come. Who's the most accurate quarterback in the NFL right now? Drew Brees. Baby. Drew Brees. Yeah. They say he's that fucking accurate. You don't have to say right now. Drew Brees is the most accurate quarterback ever. in the history of football. They say he is that accurate. So I mean, like you're. You, he has the ability. When when we like you, you say who, who's tier who's tier one? I guess immediately, if I had to say, it's probably Joe Burrow's right now because I think he can he can step in and, and play immediately. Two has a way higher ceiling. Well, it's so, not even close. So if you're giving us your numbers there, you said Burrow beats Tua by five points, yes. but Burrow beat Tua by eight points in durability. So if you just eliminate yeah. that category, hundred percent, and then then he fucking wins. It's, too, it's, it's too only much. durability here where, where he got took his knock from. So, so, so the the winning team might end up being the one that gets Tua if he can play over Burrow and Cincinnati. Tua can make every throw. He's accurate. Here, I mean, here's another good thing. We talk about this all all the time. Is you want your play, you, you want like Jameis Winston fucking was a bad quarterback, but he fucking he's fantasy relevant. If Tua's on the field, he fucking stretches the ball. He, he's willing to make yeah. deep throws. There's everything you want in this guy. If, if honestly, if I'm going dynasty, I am taking Tua over Burrows. Yeah, I mean, I put Tua like I said be, behind Herbert only because I don't think he's going to play very much. I think he's going to have an injury problem. But you, these these two guys are good quarterbacks, man. Like, will they end up being like a 2012 class? Will they end up being these studs? I don't know. Who knows? Yep. You never fucking know. But 
Those two kids can play. The reason Herbert and in in Jacob East is it Eason or Eason? Eason. Eason didn't make this list is Herbert scares me just a little bit. Um, he, to me, he, he he could be Carson Wentz. He could be Josh Allen. I just I haven't figured that part out yet. I got to do some more evaluation oh, sure. on him. Sure. Um, we'll hear all about it ne- in next two week, weeks. Correct. Right. He, I'm assuming he's going to be on your next uh, tier two. Let's uh, bump down to running backs here. I'm going to give you a few more than two names. I'm going to give you five. Before I do, let's take a shot. Cheers. Thank you for that in-depth analysis, Wiz. So when I when I sat down to do these running backs, I decided that I wanted to build myself an algorithm because I think they're fantastic <laughs> fun to do. Um, I, I it took me a very long time to do this. I sort of calibrated it over the last ten to twelve did you years. It? How did you did? I spent I spent so once I once I laid the groundwork for this algorithm. I think in the beginning, if you don't know, an algorithm has um, a bunch of different. Basically, it's a bunch of different uh, um, formulas put into steps. So in step one, you have to do these formulas before you can do the next one. You do this. I think my first iteration of this had eight steps and had like forty different variables worked into formulas somewhere. And then I tested it over the past 12 years to kind of see where running backs were falling historically. He has a lot of time, I say. I have a lot of time. Yes. It changed and changed and changed, and I tinkered with it until I was comfortable with the hit rate consistency on all the guys over the last decade or so um, in the league. I think at this point I have 135 variables over 36 36 different steps. It's I'm very, on his hands is an understatement. Uh, it's very elaborate, but I feel really good about it. Based historical data says it's a pretty good predictor. I mean, we'll see. I'm sure it'll change. It will change after the combine, just because of the nature of the build. It's going to change after after the draft because of the nature of where players go. But I really like this model. My model says that most rankers are wrong in a lot of ways. Right at the top is where I start. So I have a 1A and 1B. I have to put all these guys in my top tier because they're all way better than everybody else. But two guys stand out for me in 1A. My number one overall running back, who who may be a surprise to some, he's usually around the top five in most rankings list, but it's Zach Moss from Utah. So this kid, he's, he's 5'10", he's 215, senior coming out of Utah this past year. What, 1,800 total yards, 17 touchdowns. So his production was solid. There were plenty of guys that produced a lot more than he did. Um, but, but I mean, I'm taking 1,800 yards and 17 touchdowns all day. That's pretty good. Uh, he's not playing against necessarily the same defenses as some of the folks that we'll talk about a little, in a little bit coming up. Um, but, uh, but he's a stud. I, I broke down 10 different categories on film. Um, here's where he sort of really stood out. Uh, it's on film. He had the highest film, the tape tape score out of anybody that I ranked, and it, and it came down to simply he doesn't have. He's the only running back in this entire class for me that doesn't have any glaring weaknesses. He's all around. He's got he's got nothing wrong with his game. Um, he's by far and away the best pass blocking running back in the nation coming out in the draft, which I think is really exciting. I think it's an underrated statistic or rather underrated skill when people are ranking these guys. Teams in the NFL look at it, but I don't think 
analysts like us take a lot of time to look at the pass blocking skills of these running backs. And part of the reason I said it on the game show, a lot of teams just never ask their running backs to do any pass protection. Uh, Moss did a lot of it. He's really good at it. Only 5'10", 215, which is a little bit undersized for what you want in a running back. But he plays a lot bigger than he is. Um, real hard to tackle. Incredible balance when he's making contact. His pad level's really solid. He's one of the stronger uh, running backs in the NFL at just 215 pounds. Uh, he can catch just about any ball that comes at him. He's not necessarily a back that lines up as a wide receiver. You'll see there's six or seven running backs that have lined up as a wide receiver a lot this year. He's not one of them. But but the screen game in Utah was was solid, and part of the reason is because He's got the hands to do it. He's got great vision, very elusive with the ball. And when I say elusive, I mean he's elusive at the second level. Uh, he, he can he can make you miss. He can juke you out of your shoes, but he can also do it at the line of scrimmage. Unfortunately for Zach Moss, his offensive line was okay, but not real good. He was met in the backfield um, relatively often, and he found ways to create whether that's because he's running through tackles or because he's he's fucking jump cutting all over the place, he's he created a lot more yards uh, than most of the guys in the top five on this list just because he played for a team that couldn't get it done. He's not as fast as some of the other players uh, that we'll talk about later on this week. Even some of the players in this top five, he doesn't have the burst of somebody so like that, a, that concerns me. When yeah, you, when you say he doesn't have the burst, you know, it's, it, the 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 running back position, the explosiveness matters. Explosiveness matters, but like so, so if you it, it, think about like Devin Singletary, okay? Devin Singletary is a much smaller back, but his thing, and I told you this all year last year, is that when he's in the hole, he's hard to hit, sure. whether you're in the hole with him or not. Zach Moss has the ability to make you miss in a hole, but he also has the ability to just run right through you in a hole, whether you're an outside linebacker or not or, or whatever. He can run through people, um, so he's he's the kind of guy who on a shutdown run, is going to gain three yards. I guess what you've told me so far is what I, I hear. Zach Moss might be, he might be our boy, Matt, out of Tulane. Matt Forte? Matt Forte. I, I don't hate the Matt Forte comp there. Yeah. Not as big as Matt Forte, but what you're telling me is, he's not fast, he doesn't have the burst, he's just he, average he in everything. Catch, he could fucking block. Matt Forte yeah. is one of the best pass blocking running backs. I know. Ever. He caught every ball. He just he, he's just good. He just wasn't phenomenal at anything. But he's not bad at anything. Sure. That's Zach, that's okay. Zach Moss. Fair me. enough. Um, everybody else in this class, look, this class is not as good as, to me, the top end is not as good as the past couple of classes, right? It may be a little bit deeper, but it's not. the top end is not as good as the past couple of classes. I like Zach Moss a lot. He's not going to get drafted in the first round. He's probably not going to get drafted in the second round. I'm, I'm hoping he lands on a good team. My number two here, and this is the other guy in 1A, is Jonathan Taylor out of Wisconsin. You see him at the top of a lot of people's lists. Um, Jonathan Taylor, he's 5'11", 216. He's about the same size. So he's, he's, yeah, he's pretty much the same size. Production is a lot nicer. 2,250 2, yards, uh, total yards, 26 touchdowns. Dude scored a lot. I think the only guy that outproduced him, um, well, there's there's two guys that JK. outproduced him this year. Nope, Clyde Clyde Edwards Hilary outproduced him, but and uh, JK had the same production. That's not that's close, but not quite. Trust me. Not according to your stats. Um, yeah, no, yeah, it's here, fine. Here's my only concern here. Tell me, tell me. If I've, you got, I've, I've got some serious concerns about this kid. All right, well, you go first, and I'll go. Let me tell. Can I tell you the strengths? I'll start sure. with the concerns. The the 
wild concern for me about Jonathan Taylor that I don't hear anybody saying. Ball security. Fucking this guy fumbled 18 times in his college career on less than 960 touches. Like, that's fucking... That is so much worse than almost anybody else that I looked at. One guy, Maryland's Javon Leak, had worse ball security uh, than Jonathan Taylor. But he fucking loses the ball a lot. That's a problem. That's a fucking problem. His team trusted him anyway. But that's a fucking problem. Was that what you were going to say? No, I was going to go a little bigger than that. Go ahead. A little bigger. I mean, you fumble the ball. How? Yeah, bad? no, no. I mean, like you, you, you went, you went pretty precise in, in the problem. Yeah. My concern is that I'm so tired of fucking Wisconsin running backs. Sure. That always are phenomenal in Wisconsin because the offensive line is very good. They yeah. usually have phenomenal offensive linemen. And they get to the NFL, and honestly, the most recent guy that was actually pretty good is, is Gordon. Gordon is good. Sure. But remember Monty Ball. Monty Ball. Ooh. Fucking um, Monty Ball is probably the most recent that the the, the flame out right was Monty Ball. But yeah. but even Ron Dane wasn't that good. Oof. Thunder and Lightning. He was pretty poor. Um, then let me tell you, Taylor. Let me tell you. Not Taylor. Let me tell you some of the strengths I have for Jonathan Taylor. Why I think oh, this is not a twist off, bro. No, I tried. Yeah, it is. You can open it for me. You're a stronger man than I am. Let me tell you some of the strengths I got for Jonathan Taylor. Why I think, um, even though his offensive line was fantastic, obviously it's a Wisconsin offensive line. Jonathan Taylor, better than anybody else in this class, uh, he, he's the best tackle breaker in the class. Uh, you can put your hands on him. You can wrap him up with two arms, and there's a 50-50 shot. He's, he's walking away from that tackle attempt. Uh, this kid's this kid's contact balance is insane. Like the fact that again, Wolfpack over here is a much bigger dude than us. He can hit him square on, wrap him up, and and Jonathan Taylor he's is, going down. Is walking away. <laughs> he's walking away from that half the time. Much better burst out of Taylor. So when those big holes opened up in Wisconsin, he hit him fucking hard. He hit him fast, uh, and he found him really well. I like Jonathan Taylor's vision. I like his decisiveness. He did not fucking wait. Wisconsin ran a lot of that zone scheme, which is a big thing in the NFL these days, that zone scheme. He can find the hole. Uh, he can get to the hole in a hurry. And if there's a dude or two sitting in that hole, he's walking through it. If I, heard Jonathan, you, I heard you that problem. Hitting the hole? Yeah. Dude, I'm in the hole all goddamn day. <laughs> Please. Uh, the nice thing about – one of the things I love watching John, about Jonathan Taylor's tape is I, I like watching – DBs try to tackle this fucking guy. Like, he, he's not a huge no dude, right? He's not a huge dude, but DBs know that he's coming for them, uh, and, and they kind of throw their shoulder at his feet, and he goes around them a lot. Now, he's not the strongest dude in the world. Like, he actually he doesn't necessarily have it to run you over. He's not nearly as strong. He doesn't play as big uh, as Zach Moss does. One of the reasons I think you're going to like Zach Moss coming out with is you like that big guy, but... Um, he, you just can't fucking tackle him. You can't put your arms around him. Unfortunately, Taylor didn't have the opportunity to do a whole lot of pass blocking when he did. When you see it on tape, um, he doesn't doesn't really know. It, it doesn't doesn't look like he knows how to read a pass rush really well. Um, and even when he does, he gets his hands on a guy. And like I said, he doesn't play as big as Zach Moss does, even though they're pretty much the same size. Um, he has a hard time slowing blitzers down. If, uh, so that's a concern. If you had to draft one of these guys just on, on pure uh, upside or, or high, highest ceiling, to me it sounds like Taylor has it. Uh, ceiling wise, you'd probably give it to Taylor, right? He's got he's he's got the burst. If he gets to the second level, he's going to break it more often than Zach Moss. But 
I mean, if you want a guy that's one never gonna never gonna lose yards, two he's gonna get you a first down when you need to get a fucking first down, three he's gonna be able to play goal line back for you, and four four he can stay in on third down, and five he's not gonna fucking fumble the ball. Zach Moss. Well, his hands. Taylor destroyed already. We're talking about fantasy wise. Typically, you get you you get too many points. My for for yards and TDs in. My big concern for Jonathan Taylor is this. He goes to a team with one of these coaches that has the like, fumble and you're on the bench mindset. Yeah. If that happens, I'm concerned for Jonathan Taylor. We'll see where he goes. It's it's important well, to see where he goes. I mean, obviously. what you said so far is that actually Moss might be the better running back over, overall. But from, Taylor's just from got, a pure running back standpoint. Taylor's got a but nice Taylor team. might be it from a fantasy standpoint. Yep. Let me go to uh, Tier 1B for you. The other three guys, you'll recognize all these names. They're at the top or near the top on anybody else's list. Number three is uh, LSU's Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Obviously, we saw him in the playoff. That was really my first exposure to him. I don't watch a ton of college football. Um, and he looked really good in the those games. so far have shown that. He's not, nearly ne- he's not nearly high enough, I think, in most people's rankings. Um Obviously, his production is a little skewed. He played more games than anybody else, but 1,875 yards, 17 touchdowns. He did have 55 receptions, which led the all of the 33 running backs that I ranked here. Again, played more games, so we'll see. But he has that skill set. He can catch the ball um, better than Moss. He can catch the ball better than Taylor, obviously. Uh, Hilaire at 5'8", 209, smaller dude. He is quick as fuck. He is extraordinarily dangerous in space. Ellis, you knew that. And and you'll see in any given game, uh, CEH is lining up at slot receiver. He's lining up out wide as a fucking wide out. He can run a route relatively well. Uh, and once he's got those balls in his hands, you need to look out. His vision at literally any level on the field. I mean, he sees everything around him, and he adjusts to get maximize his yards fast enough to get it done at the second level in the NFL. Um, not very strong. 209 pounds is not great. Again, never asked to pass block, so that's not something that we really got a good opportunity to see him do. And the reason he wasn't is because he is a fucking dangerous weapon in the passing game. Uh, if you look at all the, he, he's this, he's he's got the second highest score in uh, as a receiving weapon of all the running backs that I ranked. Um, really good at five eight again five eight two oh nine. I don't know that he's got the build to be a feature back in the NFL, but like he might. I mean, he might. Given the right chance, he's he's going to be a good third down running back. He, he's going to be a great fucking third down running back. Did I comp him to anybody? I didn't comp him to anybody. I will tell you this. Yeah, I will. I didn't. Tariq Cohen. No. Well, he's he's better than Tariq Cohen at most things. I didn't. I did comp um, Jonathan Taylor. I think Jonathan Taylor, who is one of the more patient running backs in the league, is absolutely is one of those guys in the league that watched Lev Bell and yeah. learned from him and runs like him. Um, very patient kid, and he can find the Holy Go. I don't really have a comp necessarily for Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Who's the guy from? Uh... The Eagles. He just retired. Like, Darren really Sproles. Darren he's Sproles. not. He's not Darren Sproles. He's a much better running back. Clyde Edwards Hilaire has has those skills. But I was thinking small like a, guys. You know, he could run it, pass it, but he can he, catch it. he can run the ball. He's a lot stronger than you'd think he'd be. Breaks tackles relatively well. Again, really good contact balance. Really good decision maker. But uh, 
He's going to be one of these weapons that whoever drafts him is going to find ways to use him, much like LSU did. He lined up all over the field, so watch that happen again wherever he goes. I think this kid is I, I think this kid is a lot of fun to watch. And the thing about Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and LSU is, like, you look at their schedule last year. They played top fucking 10 defenses yeah. every other week at least all year long, and he's performing against guys like that, whereas Zach Moss... Who performed his his uh, his production numbers are right there too. Who was he playing? Against, so right? so we just talked about it with Joe Burrows though. Joe Burrows had, had the best offensive line in the game. Yeah. What does that mean? I mean, and he had he had very good options around him. Not only in the backfield, he had good options at, at receivers. We talked about Jefferson earlier. Right. Is Hilaire better than him because of that? And, and maybe, and that's part of the reason I liked Zach Moss as much as I did because, like I said, his line was shitty. Yep. Yeah. But he also he, plays. At, he's not playing. But here's the difference: two thirds. Moss is not playing against the SEC, which there's a huge yeah, difference. Two thirds of the plays Zach Moss gets the ball on any given game tape you look at, he's being met by at least one guy in the backfield, and he still fucking managed the yardage he put up on the year, which which what was impressive. I mean, he's got four thousand yards in his college career. We played in the Mountain West, yards. right? I don't know where Utah is. Fuck, I don't do college football. I feel like it's a Mountain West type. Mountain West or Pac-10. My number four running back here, J.K. Dobbins. So. J.K. Dobbins is fast. J.K. Dobbins is really quick to a hole. The thing that prevented me from bumping Dobbins my favorite running back. higher than he is is this. what it, it seemed like watching the tape, you know, 2,250 yards, 26 touchdowns, 5'10", 214, a good size, strength, size, speed combo. But the problem, is, the problem for me was this. J.K. Dobbins relied too much on the enormous holes he was given. How do you make that statement? How does he his, rely on that? And his speed. And here's why I say that. Because when, when the holes were smaller or when he was met by a linebacker, he did not have the wiggle it takes to shake a defender the wiggle. in space. Yeah. That is a... Or the know-how. Oh, the, oh good. Know-how and wiggle are a little bit different terms. If you... If the you, wiggle. The, yeah, he's my not... My grandpa once described my grandma as having a wiggle. Yeah. What I'm saying is, if he... if it, So he's meeting an outside linebacker in space... He's going to be tackled by that outside linebacker. Um, you know he's fine. He's a he's a fine tackle breaker. Um, he's his balance is fine. All these things, but all of his big plays came because he had a ton of fucking room and he was faster than you to get to the hole. If he's not faster than you to get to the hole, he doesn't make people miss. It's interesting. That's my concern with J.K. Dobbins. Um, there was just. Again, we're talking about like you did uh, LSU with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Like he's got the team around him. Yeah. Ohio State's offensive line Very was good. insane, and, and probably the, better receivers. And the him. size of the goddamn holes Dobbins is looking at half the goddamn time. It's it's incredible. You watch this film and you see what these guys are doing. Um, it's insane. And and look, opponent wise, the Big Ten is not nearly as strong. Ohio State's schedule is not nearly as tough as LSU's schedule. Accurate. There are some very good teams in the Big Ten, just not the same consistency as the right, SEC. Right, right. Um, so, so I'm concerned about his elusiveness. I will say regarding his wiggle, let's go back to the wiggle. <laughs> uh, when he, he, he's got a little bit of shimmy and a very little bit of shake. The cool thing about Dobbins is he doesn't slow down at all to do it. Like some of these guys who are very elusive, they'll stop, real quick stops, real quick jump cuts, that sort of thing. Uh Dobbins doesn't have to lose a single step at his top speed in order to do that. So he can beat a safety. He's not going to beat. Uh, he's not going to beat a fucking outside linebacker though. 
out of the guys that you listed so far, and again, there's only four here. That's a lot more than I had to list on my top in my my tier one. Um, Dobbins to me was the most intriguing. He's fun to watch. He's fun to watch. But part of the reason he's fun to watch is because he's got a lot of room. Well, he's got and he t- can get it fucking going. Well, and let's be honest. We're, we're talking about college here. Ohio State's fucking always. You, you can always find a game of, of fucking Ohio right. State. You, you don't. You don't. Wisconsin. We're in the Midwest. The answer is we can probably find maybe a Wisconsin game. We never fucking see Utah. LSU. At the end of the year, yeah, because they were always in a big game. Teams yeah. And stuff. yeah um, but Dobbins, I always got to see. I thought Dobbins was most interesting out of the four that you've listed so far. What intrigued me about Dobbins the most is that I didn't think Zeke was that good at Ohio State, and what he became to be mm. is impressive. I think Dobbins shares similar characteristics. See, similar. I'm not a fan of Dobbins. No, fair enough. I'm just saying that that's why, to me, he's the most that, intriguing that, on this list. You know, they don't look that terribly different watching them I play know. at Ohio State. Um, but I it's Zeke, same I think Zeke's bigger. I think Zeke, yep. Zeke's a little faster. I like De- Dobbins' burst. He gets to that top speed a little quicker. Um, I think J.K. Dobbins coming out of college showed more in the receiving game. I think he can do it okay. My last guy in my 1B, everybody's been waiting to hear it, is DeAndre Swift. He's everybody else's number one maybe because he went 6.6 yards per carry over his entire college career but it's pretty good it's only 440 carries there in georgia 6.2 was his uh this year uh number only only seven fucking rushing touchdowns on this year adds another in the receiving game i don't look he's he's good he's really good on tape but there are some numbers that are a little bit concerning much like, John, to be honest, I think Jonathan Taylor, if you watch a tape of Jonathan Taylor, put it next to a tape of DeAndre Swift, these guys are pretty much the same fucking running back uh, for a lot of reasons. Swift is bigger at 5'9", 215. I guess he's shorter, but he's stockier. 5'9", 215, 1,400 yards at 10 total touchdowns. I say 10? Yeah, that's what it says here. Whatever. <laughs> um Incredibly difficult to tackle, can break a tackle like Jonathan Taylor better than anybody else in this class. You get your hands on him, 50-50 shot, he's getting out of it. He doesn't quite have the patience and vision that Taylor has. I, I, I told you Taylor looks a lot like Bell taking his time and finding those holes, identifying, like setting up blockers really well. He doesn't have that, but what he does have um, is the strength. He's a lot stronger uh, I think, than Jonathan Taylor was. So when he does meet those arm tackles or he does meet somebody at the line, he's pushing forward. I think he's going to be a really good goal line back wherever he lands. But in every other category on the film, it's the exact same as Jonathan Taylor, right? Not crazy blazing top-end speed, but they're really quick to get there. They're burst through the holes really nice, relatively elusive uh, guys, pretty damn decisive guys. When they do find a hole, they get to it. Break tackles like crazy. Again, not a dude that had a great opportunity to do a lot of pass blocking. We'll see if he can do it. But he and Taylor both create yards for themselves when they need to. Uh, I I like his push better than I like Taylor's. I like Taylor's vision better than I like Swift's. But the thing that knocked him... Are you saying Taylor and Swift a lot just because... Taylor Swift? Yes. <laughs> I didn't notice, but she's an alien. She's a hot alien. She's getting hotter. Sure, in her in her older age. But look, the other issue, the other thing that actually kind of reminds me of Jonathan Taylor when I look there is another ball security problem. So he only touched the ball 513 times in college, a little more than half of the times that Taylor did. 
Uh, seven fumbles, so not quite as bad as Taylor, but another ball security problem for me. That's an issue. Like that, that his lack of his lack of touchdown production. These things concerned me a little bit more than they did most people, which is why he falls to five. But he's still in the one B tier. For You've listed a five eight and five nine here. Any of these guys remind you of Devin Singletary? No. Why not? Because you have a lot of guys that, the that guys can't be that, tackled. The guys that are, I mean, they're 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 a little bit stronger. Uh, they're a little bit faster. Devin Singletary's not a fast guy. Like, there's a reason Singletary played where he played at Florida Atlantic, right? He doesn't have some of the the what what I like about Devin Singletary is Swift is, or Moss that fucking that, that that speedy. No, neither of them are very neither okay. of them are very fast. What I like about Devin Singletary is not that he is that he's hard to tackle. He's hard to tackle because he's hard to touch, right? Like he doesn't break tackles like Swift does. He doesn't break tackles like. Taylor does. He doesn't play with the size that Moss the does, the power that Moss does. So, yeah. you know, I mean, like, if if Devin Singletary were in this class, he'd be in one my tier 1B. That's where he scored um, for different reasons, though. Like, none of these guys, I think, really comp really well to Devin Singletary, who I think is kind of unique. Of these five, pick one that you would draft. Taylor. I'm, I mean, if I'm an NFL team... I'm fantasy. Let's go fantasy. Then we'll go NFL. It all comes. It all comes down to the places they go. DeAndre Swift's going to get drafted first in the what? league. Um, he's going to be drafted first. He'll go in the first round. He's the only guy that's going to go in the first round. But if I'm looking fantasy, you know, I think yeah, I think Jonathan Taylor probably to me has has all the tools that it would need to 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 come out of the gates pretty early. Obviously, it depends on where they go. Right. Obviously, you know when these guys get out there and 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 hit the combine, some of these numbers are going to change because when I rate their speed, I rate it based on the defenders they're playing, and I, I can't see them run against each other. So I'll see that. I'll see some of their burst stuff. Some of these numbers will change a little see, bit. I would take Swift, and that's just because like he's not carried the ball as much. Sure. Taylor is so just probably here's destroyed. The only thing, here's the only thing about Swift though is you you saw. You, you saw what Chubb did. You saw what Michelle did. Yeah. Good running backs. Yeah. They are. Are they great running backs? Chubb's a pretty great running back. Not great. He's very good. He's Michelle is five. Oh, Michelle's in good. Michelle's good. Yeah. If he doesn't fumble, then he's not sitting on the bench because of that system. He's in uh, I mean, I, I think Taylor's ridiculous upside here. I think Dobbins is very intriguing. Um, there's. Moss is interesting to me. To me, he reminds me of here of what we saw last with with Shadow Bears. Montgomery. I mean, you, Montgomery. Right. Montgomery was good, but he plays different division than the rest of these guys. Um, well, but it, 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 you didn't talk about if if your favorite running back here was was came out. Would would he be number one? A. Eh? What uh, uh, you're talking about, uh, Etienne? So when I first started doing this, Etienne was, yes, absolutely at the top. But by the time everything was said and done, he's 1B. He's 1B. He would be. He, he would, I, I, I believe he With came your after. Algorithms I believe he came after. Actually, I got his numbers in here still. Hang on. I left his numbers in here because I was curious. 165.5 puts him. Tier 2, actually. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah, tier two. So I, I will tell you, the algorithm pumps out for Zach Moss a, a total score of one seventy four point seven. Uh, frame of reference: Saquon Barkley, who over the last however many best years I looked at best running back, scored a two hundred one point five. 
Like, none of these guys are that. If I had a draft right now, I'd go Taylor. Dobbins. Yeah, if you're, dra- I mean, if you're drafting, if you're doing your rookie draft before the NFL draft, you're, one, a fucking idiot, but um, probably Taylor. I think a team, the the issue with Moss is I don't I don't know that he's going to, he's going to be drafted into a position where he can step into a starting role. Right. I think he's. I think he's More the best overall. Teams. I think he's the best overall back. I think over the course of his career, he has the best career out of all the guys in this year. Okay, but also from a fantasy standpoint, if if you're going dynasty and you have to early draft, you don't have to reach on Moss. You don't have to reach on Moss. You probably have to reach on Taylor look, or Dobbins. Look, I've got the, I've got the 103. Okay. I'm trying to trade back to the 106 because I want to take Moss. Interesting, and and I and I think I can get him there. I think you probably get him after that, can't you? Yes, but but we're do, so we're doing a snake rookie draft yeah. this year instead of like a linear rookie draft. So our 103 ends up with the 210, which sucks. So I want to be in the middle. Okay, I want to go drop down to the 106. I mean, the guy the guy who I'm trying to talk to is listening to the show right now. <laughs> so we'll edit that part of who I'm touching, looking at touching, but. That is what it is. All right, so those are my those are my running backs tier one A, one B. Really, the only guy that's not on most people's top whatever is probably Moss. Um, I got Ceh a little higher than most, but but uh, that's 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 my argument. When I when I when we get into the next couple of tiers, I'm gonna give you some surprise fucking names. That's gonna you're gonna you're gonna call me out with. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be real fun. Let's talk wide receivers. So. Real quickly, this is supposedly the best wide receiver class ever. Ever. That's a lot. A lot of ever. Class. Ever. So four at least. Ten 2014 years. is the big one, right? Sammy Watkins, Mike Evans, Odell Beckham Jr., Brandon Cooks. That's pretty good. Jarvis Landry, right, Allen Robinson. No, not, not that Brown. last one. That last one's no good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I drafted him in round three of this startup. He better be. Maybe it was round four or five. Anyway, let's talk about wide receivers. Look, bull, uh, not bullfrog. Fuck. Bull Jesus. Frog. Wow. This is your first uh, audition. You're gonna make it onto this show or not? Tell us your tier one wide receivers. Why you like them? I'll so, tell you, froggies later because he did send them to me. I, I, I just got one. I could take a shot though. Maybe I'm just drinking too much. All right. So I had actually put six wide receivers, but I'm only going to do four. Hit me with, so that's your tier one. Four guys are your Four tier Four guys. Okay. Which I can guess num- two of them. Number one, Jerry Judy. You like him over Lamb? I do. Shh. I'm a big Alabama fan, so that's number one. That's why he's up there. It's hard to go against that. Yes. Uh, I mean, he's six foot, six foot one, not very tall, but not short. 192 pounds, so I mean, he feels like he's going to be like a slot guy, but I feel like he could be your number one deep threat. He's a big playmaker, has great speed, and what I've read about him is that he is an excellent outside blocker for like the running backs. It's impressive. Nice. He is a fantastic route runner. So I mean, most some of the wide receivers, they'll be able to run it. They'll just say, "Hey, chuck you it know, just chuck it, just throw it down there. I'll go get it." This guy, they say, he is one of the best route runners that they've seen. The pedigree in, in Alabama is just at a different level. So, I mean, that that's why, to me, that's why it elevates him above everyone else. Right. Well, so the, the knocks that I've seen about this kid, and Bullfrog mentions it in his notes yep. here, is that he's, at the line of scrimmage, he's not physical enough to get off an NFL press cover corner. Like, a good NFL press cover corner should be able to shut this guy down. There's not many of those. Let's, 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 be, let's, be, let's be honest yeah, about sure. this. There's not many. Sure. All right, but he's still a rookie. Yeah. I mean... 
you can be pushed around a little bit, and you're going to get tired of it. Put some weight on. You can learn exactly. some of those. If he gets into two hundreds on weight and with the speed. Won't even worry about it on the, the press coverage. Um, last year, he had seventy-seven receptions. That's pretty good for Alabama, since they were usually known to run. Well, they got three fucking receivers in this class. Going to be drafted, do. right? Fuck they do. They do. Fucking seventy-seven. Seventy-seven for eleven sixty-three, ten TDs. I mean, that's not too bad. And plus, you got to think he played what half the games without Tua. Had to play the the backup that's been there for like six years. Yeah, A- accurate statement. So, I mean, I feel like he is going to be the first wide receiver taking off the board. I think he will be mostly because the, the, the pedigree of what Alabama wide receivers produce in general. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about Kelvin Ridley, who's who's good. He's not great. But prior to that, you're talking about Toomer, who's and good Julio. enough. Julio is one of the best receivers ever to play right. the game. So, I mean, they're just stockpiling wide receivers and, like, not said. There are three of them in this draft. Yeah, I think Judy's the best. Judy is, I feel like, the best. I mean, he is that guy that's going to go get you that deep ball. But he's also, I feel like, the guy that's going to take that short route. But, you know, that short route could turn into that 60-yard touchdown because he's so elusive. He's fast. Maybe not as fast as one of his other Alabama wide receiver mates. But, I mean, he's still quick. He's fast. Plus... Like we've mentioned before, that SEC defense that they've got to play against all the time. All the time. I mean, he did phenomenal things against LSU, which they still lost. Yep. But, I mean, that was still a hell of a defense. Who's number two? Number two, C.D. Lamb from Oklahoma. I know. I, I haven't seen too much about him, but what I've read about him, it's been great things. I mean, he's six foot two. Most of your corners are about six foot, May, uh, uh, five foot. Okay. You know, I mean, five ten, five eleven. Fair. I'm listening. So I mean, you're still gotten three, four inches. Uh, he goes up and gets the ball. Has good hands and strength. He is another one just like Judy, an excellent route runner. I just, I feel like he is the second guy that's coming off the board. Wait, for CD? I don't think CD Lambs is polished as Judy. He is. He's not. But I feel like he's. He is smaller, and he's going to be faster. I'm not even saying small. I just don't. I don't think he's the same receiver. The same. He's not the same route runner. He doesn't have the same uh, hand skills. Ceedee Lamb is is talented, but I've I'm I've seen so many wide receivers come out of college that are talented and just can't produce in the NFL. And it, not saying that that's Ceedee Lamb. Right. Froggy. It's got a, a concern for me. Froggy's got a Ceedee Lamb comp. Did you see this? He says he's Devonte Adams with speed. Which is maybe high praise. That's pretty good. That's a lot of hand skills. Okay, then what's yes. the, what's what's the Jerry Judy comp? He doesn't have a Jerry Judy comp in. Oh yes, he does. T. Y. Hilton. Yeah, no. That's what I'm. I, I I'm not sure. If, if, Froggy's not here. Froggy's comparisons don't count. Then he said, "Meh, T. Y. Hilton." Yeah, he doesn't <laughs> count. You're right. All right, who who we got number three? Number three is another Alabama. Henry yeah. Ruggs the third. He is this motherfucking can fly. What baby. they said, he is the fastest wide receiver at Alabama. Woo! They are waiting to see what his what's his forty, 40 time going to be. They projected four three four four, Ooh. and even if you're at four five, that's still fast as hell. See, to me, he's T- he is T. Y. Hilton. He is six foot one ninety. Six foot one ninety. Good hands, but he he stretches the field. He didn't have that great of year, but like. He's had three wide receivers with him that are phenomenal. 
Okay, but is, is that a concern at all? My, that concern to me tells me is that maybe he can't produce it if unless he has phenomenal players around him. And fair enough, he doesn't right. have to. He doesn't have to be the number one. Go to Green Bay, baby. That's yeah. that speed. Forty speed. receptions right. though, seven hundred forty-six yards, seven TDs. That's not a bad year. But I mean, sure. compared to Judy at 77, 11, 63, and ten TDs. I mean, Judy's almost got double the reception. Here's the problem I hear is I I don't think he fits in that 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 tier one. Just doesn't cut it for me. A lot of people have him there, but yeah. he seems like a one-trick pony to me. Running down the field. Yeah. You think so? what? Same with Troy Williams, and he was a one-trick pony, too. There's like three names that you say all the fucking time. Yeah, because <laughs> they're big, and they matter. Sure. Look, speedster guys in the NFL, if they take the time to learn to run a route, have, I mean, fuck the time What I feel, heard about Henry Ruggs, though, as for like a comp, uh, Tyreek Hill. Yeah, he's not that fast. No, but they said like that is what that's they were what comparing he play, to. That's what he plays. But like, coming he out is, of college, especially, he is more of a route runner than Tyreek Hill. Because Tyreek Hill, they he's just a said, better route runner than Tyreek Hill. Yeah, what, what he came out of college. When he came out of college, Tyreek Hill has just said, "Hey, go down the field. I'll get it to you." I think more than any position, where they end up matters here more than anything. For if sure. you could, if you could tell me that any of these guys are gonna be with Andy Reid, I would fucking buy into him. None yeah. of them are. I know, I hear you. Yeah. But I'm saying, if, if if they go there, then great. If they fucking go with Matt Nagy or, or fucking Mike no. Zimmer up in fucking good luck. Woo. No, anybody else, I think they should be all right. Just those two coaches, is, you know, wide receivers aren't going to. Did you hear Stephon Diggs is trying to leave town too? Yeah. I heard. Deleted to to all Patriots. the Vikings fucking stuff from his Instagram. Yeah. I drafted Ola BC Johnson, baby. Let's go! Keep hitting us. Who's your number four? Last one in tier one, I believe, for me, it is T. Higgins from Clemson. T. Higgins. Six foot four. I've seen where he's 200, and I've seen where he's 215. So wait. You know, that's still a hell of a size. Yeah. He's interesting. At six four, that's a great red zone weapon. Yeah. I mean, you just throw it up to him. Go get it. And they are saying, like, he's got volleyball-type skills. In the air. Yeah, yeah. just go. He goes up and gets it. Look, man, something about Clemson, they can produce receivers. Do you like Hopkins, Sammy Watkins? fucking Sammy Watkins. I like Sammy Watkins. Mike much. Williams. These are all Clemson re- yeah. like Clemson receivers. Who's the other fucking shithead that fucking uh, smoked too much dope and couldn't go to Pittsburgh? Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Fuck. Uh, what, he, where did he, oh, he went my to, goodness. He was at he went to Oakland, didn't he, after? No. <sighs> it was uh, just run down the field real fast. Yeah. <laughs> Phenomenal wide receiver. He just was always smoking dope. Not Josh Gordon, though. No, I know who it is. <laughs> I, or fucking Greg, whatever his name is, who 106. Greg Robinson? I know who you're talking. What the fuck There was that one that name? came from Clemson that was drafted by the Colts. They cut him because he got hurt twice. And he ended up in Pittsburgh this past year. But I don't think it's the same guy we're talking about. No, no, no. Pittsburgh guy was actually produced. You were talking about Deion Kane. That was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I can't remember his name. Uh, do you know in Clemson, I think it was Mike Williams, first game of the season, ran headfirst into the into the uh, goalpost upright. Yeah. Mm. Oh yeah. Fuck. Knocked his ass out. Like he <laughs> was done for the year. Compressed spine. Jesus. Great, great fun to watch. But they. What I'm saying is they know how Dabo knows how to exactly. produce a wide receiver. Did they also that, have uh, that turns into the Sean, they can no, play it's not the, Sean. the wide receiver from Houston. I Hunter think. Oh. Nuke. DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins wasn't yeah. he from Hunter Renfro? Yes, the fucking yes, Clemson was. kid too. I mean, fuck. Here's the only thing I would. Higgins doesn't fit that same mold as those guys you just talked about. No. Nuke, the fucking pot fucking smoker, 
that I can't think his fucking name is. Those guys, and even Sammy Watkins could fucking burn down the field. I don't think Higgins can do that. They say no, but I mean... He doesn't... I'm not saying he has to. I'm just saying that he doesn't fit that mold. No. No, to burn you down the field, no. That's not Higgins. He's he's a 4-5 receiver. But they say he has phenomenal hands and he's 6-4. Exactly. That helps. Yes. I mean, for this past year, he had 59 receptions. That's about middle, I feel like, or a decent, that's a pretty good year, for 1,167 yards, but 13 TDs. So pretty much, I feel like he, that when, as soon as I got to the red zone, just toss it. Toss it up, let him go get it. I mean, you're playing cornerbacks that are usually right at that six-foot mark, maybe a little shorter, maybe a little taller. But I mean, if you're got, if you got volleyball-type skills, just go up and get the ball. Why not just let him go up and get it? Well, I mean, the count there to me is Elshon Jeffrey. Did you know that Dwight Clark played wide receiver at Clemson? Like, the Dwight Clark? Mm-hmm. Like, fucking San Fran Dwight Clark? Yes, sir. It's pretty impressive. You trying to find that pot smoker? I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I can't... can't it's, oh, it's Martavis Bryant, Marta- baby. Marta- yes! Oh, yeah. Jacoby Ford, this wide receiver um, right here, baby. Yeah, I mean... I think he's, I mean, but that's a comp to me. Is Elshon Jeffrey? Right. He, he's he's not he's not a fun, he's a good receiver, not a great receiver. Um, I would take him number. I mean, I think he's a good receiver. Solid first round, I feel like. But I mean, I feel I think they've been talking like seven, maybe eight receivers are going to go first round this year. Well, yeah, they say again, best best class. Forever. Since like 04, 14. And I think you're missing. I actually like Jefferson a lot. You didn't list him. He is on. Look, the, all the, the fucking like hype the in the world right now, now is on this Tyler Johnson kid, man. Like, fucking. There's a, there's a lot of guys. Yes, when we get it, I, I'm more excited to hear over the next few episodes your tier two, your tier three, right. because these are the guys that, yeah, CD Lamb, Jerry Judy are obvious. Everybody fucking knows who they are, but like. Yeah, I know you don't, but I like this Rager kid. I like Chenault, right? Like, I like Pittman. I like a lot of these guys that we're talking about later. I don't know how to say his name, but uh, Ayuk. Ayukin? What, what's his name? Yeah, Whatever. yeah you got it. Yeah, yeah. You did a good job in that. A um, lot, lot of guys I'm excited to hear about in this wide receiver class. So, like, the so. four I'd listen, I feel like those are, like, tier one, baby. Top I, 15. I, I don't think Ruggs. I, I think you. you I think Jefferson's going to be the better receiver than Ruggs any day of the week. I can see that. I can see it, but I mean, from like, I feel like from a drafting, I feel like those are going to be your top ones to draft. You might be accurate in that, and then who's going to draft first? You could be correct. I just think Jefferson's more likely to pan out than does, Ruggs. Does more, sure. but he could also go to a better team. Well, it's all so it all, it's all going to come down to that draft. But you know, we got to talk about something between now and then. So let's <clears throat> pretend, guys. Last pretend. thing, we're gonna... portend or pretend? Portend. Yeah, portend. Correct. We're going to portend. We don't pretend. We're fucking real Thank as shit. You. I just want to be clear. I want to be clear on that. Shot. All right. Pour a shot. The last thing I want to do here, guys, uh, today, which is Sunday, is when this episode's airing. The NFL Combine. The rookie Combine is starting. I know Wiz fucking hates it. I love it. I watch every minute of it that I can all week long. Because you have time. Yeah. I got I think, a lot of guys. I think the only time I watched the Combine was to see. You need Allen to, throw it. You're going to need to watch. I want to see him throw it. It's that 70 fucking yard pass. You're going to need to watch the wide receiver day combine because you've just become our rookie wide receiver expert. There we go. Which is sad as shit. Shots! I think you did a fine job here in tier one. But I want to ask you guys before we go. Disappointed Ruggs ranking. I, I want to ask you guys. <laughs> but 
it's not it's not like he's breaking the mold there. Ruggs is number three in a lot right. of fucking lists. Like and that's who we fucking break the mold here. Yeah, we're fucking better than fucking everyone. Zach Moss, baby. Jesus. Look, right, I want to. I will do better next year. How's that? Perfect. You better if you want. Well, to I mean, going. I may not be here, but I mean, <laughs> you can send him. Nuts will be here, you guys. The last thing I want to ask you before we leave is this: Combine starting today ish, because today is Sunday, right? Um, if, if whether you're watching the combine or you're looking at the numbers, is there something you look for? Is there something in the combine that that will affect your rankings or your your perception of these incoming rookies? Like. Is there value in the combine? And if there is, what is it? What should people be looking for? So here's a question. Maybe I'm... So you watch combine all the time. Love it. I don't want to watch the combine for... I'm a Bear fan. Okay? Mm-hmm. It's hard yeah, to say that... You guys have no hope. Yeah, no, it's hard to say this on the, on air. Because we're, we're live. Live. Not, not really, but... Um, I mean, we draft guys that jump out of fucking pools because they're fucking athletic. Yeah. That's what the combine is. It's just pure athleticism. And it... It shit out of me when you fucking watch a guy like fucking two our burrows produced repeatedly in game film, and then you fucking see a guy draft you jump out of the fucking pool you drive because of that, or do like a backflip and catch yeah. two balls under your yeah right before yeah. that. I mean that, that's I mean that's the only problem I have on this whole fucking combine is it's it's based on these fucking weird skill sets that don't translate to the real field, right. I think uh, the only thing I'm watching for on the combine is, like, from you know, wide receiver standpoint, if you catch the ball, you got nobody on you. The gauntlet drills, are, gauntlet drills are great drill. Yeah, if you don't catch the ball and nobody's on you, I, I love watching the dumb. gauntlet. The gauntlet drill. I want to see how how natural your hands are, how well right. you catch the ball with your hands. That's a great fucking drill to watch. Right. Okay, I like to watch it. For, I like watching. Here's the question though. Too. I am pretty sure I could watch a game. I can watch a Clemson game right now and determine if that receiver is a good receiver or not. Yeah, but what you? I mean, fuck to watch a Clemson game. Like you can even it, even if you have if you have the all twenty two film where you can watch just that guy on every play. Fine, but most people don't have that. Like you've got to watch four or five games before you see enough opportunities to catch the ball as you see in Fair enough. in in what two hours of of yeah. coverage on the combine and and yeah, you don't see them trying to break. You know, you break down cornerbacks or anything, wide receivers, but you see how natural their hands are. You see how how their body moves through routes. You see how quickly and they're they're able to snap through. Okay, then fair enough. I guess the point here is that your tier one players aren't changing. No. Okay, your 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 first twenty draft picks aren't changing. What's going to be interesting here is when you get to round two and in in round four, where they fall. Sure, some of those some of those middling guys who have to come yes. and show yeah. out at the combine. Two has not shown up. For sure, and and a lot of those guys who are right there at the top, they'll come and they'll do half the drills, yeah, yeah. and they won't do the rest well, because like, they don't want to do anything to hurt themselves. Like like you, Lamar Jackson, he said, "I'm not running the forty. Half the time I don't want to be like, 40. Hey, they'll go back and run out their pro day back. in their home where they're comfortable doing it." Now, for me, like I'm obviously on running backs here. I'm looking at these running backs and I'm paying attention. Um, you know, I've got speed scores, burst scores. Vision scores. There's there's some new drills this year that are kind of exciting for me. Hands scores. Um, all these things I can see them do at the combine, one right after the other. The it, the thing that I like about it is that like I can watch game film all day, but I'm watching Zach Moss play against God knows who, right? Cal Cal Berkeley, right? And then the next I turn around the next film I'm watching is LSU versus Clemson, like. 
I want to see these Not guys, the one after the other after the other, do the exact same thing so I can rank their actual physical abilities. Fair it's enough. not game ability, right? It's not skill against just, the, yeah, they somebody. Compare. I just but want to see them compare to there. each other. So, like, my numbers, I rank these guys on a scale, a, a number scale for all these things. Those will change. Um, really excited to watch specifically the speed because I can watch you try to break away from a defender and guess where that falls on a scale of 1 to 10 speed-wise. But if I can see it right after the guy before you, that helps me. And the the problem for me is this. The issue with the Combine is that there's there's so few guys actually invited to the Combine. Um, I think there's 25 running backs invited to the Combine. I rank 33. My number 9 overall running back, 10, 11, and 13 overall running backs were not invited to the Combine. So I don't get to see those guys. I have to wait till their pro days, which... Is fine. Like, they'll have pro days and they'll have these numbers, but I wish everybody that wanted to come could fucking come. But I'm going to look for these athleticism scores, one right after the other, after the other, after the other, doing the exact same thing so I can get an actual good idea of of comparison. There's some benefit that you you just mentioned. Just just pure comparison, how you, as a pure athlete, how you compare. There's some value there. Yeah. And you can, you eliminate the, the defense you're playing against. You eliminate the quarterback play as a receiver. Like, it's just you doing the thing that you're supposed to be good at, and I can watch you do it, and then I can watch somebody else do it, and then I can watch somebody else do it. That's good. I'll show you whether you can catch the ball or not, whether you can, like you said, that new drill that is in the combine, whether they can see the vision, see the the whole. The new Staley drill, baby. Yes. So you're talking about valid wide receiver. Statements. Some running back statements. Is there a com- is there is it does it apply to quarterbacks? Uh, uh, like a, like it's a good opportunity to see yeah, arm strength, arm strength yeah. um, accuracy ac- because if you throw right, it behind accuracy. the receiver, it's it's a it, I think it's a fair accuracy. Op- maybe arm strength. Yeah, they a get little a, bit. They get a chance to chuck it on the field. I think there's a fair opportunity. Kyle Bowler checked on the field. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know that arm strength is as important as it, as a lot of people make it out to be, but you can see no, it. Right. Um, you can see, like, okay, 10 seconds left or 5 seconds left. Like, but you got the 70 yarder. This year they're doing, like, a uh, end zone fade drill for quarterbacks, so they have to throw against, sure. against yeah. a, a receiver, against a defender. Interesting. They have to see where they can put it, so placement in that's, tight spaces. That's good. So they're changing some of the But I mean, you algorithms, right? You know, algorithms are important. Um, but... I, I want to know. I'm sure it matters, but the, the, the problem with fucking college football is some quarterbacks don't know how to fucking read a defense. Yeah, that's and they can't, can't figure see it out. that in the combine for sure. Like that's an issue you right. can't see in the combine. But there is stuff you can see, and like I'm not. There's not going to be any major shift in my rankings. But like, if I'm looking at like the number six versus the number seven running back, they're separated by point six points in my total score. So that might that change? Yeah, like there's some things that might shuffle around a little bit. Uh, and I'm I, and I'm excited to see that to get a good direct comparison. Guys, there's two there's there are two running backs in this class uh that threaten to 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 run four threes or less. Chris Johnson. That's exciting. Chris yeah. Johnson was a fucking stud. Doesn't like the fastest guy get For like a contract years? from like Puma the, so, or from Adidas, something like that? So look, the uh, I, I don't know. That's cool if it is that's the case. So you, you know John Ross. John Ross recently right. broke broke the record. There are there are two guys right now, 
two running backs, which is rare. Running backs don't run as fast as DBs, don't run as fast as wide receivers. There are two guys that were sprinters in college that have faster 60-meter, 100-meter, and 200-meter times than Ross ever did. And one of the guys had a faster 60, 100, and 200 when he was in high school than John Ross did. That's that's fast. Unfortunately, only one of the two of them got invited to the Combine. But watch Raymond Calais from the University of Louisiana Lafayette run the 40. He may fucking... He may blow the doors off on that 40. This kid is fast as shit. John Ross was terrible for two years. I'm just saying, I want to see this kid. He was kid. terrible for the last eight weeks. I just want to see this kid run. Still? Yeah. He was pretty good for the first four weeks. Where at? Is he in it's, not, it's not an issue of, hey, he's a better football player. You don't he's see running backs. Speed. You don't see running backs blow the 40 out very often. No. Raymond hey, Calais. Dude, you know, has I can watch the Olympics in fucking June and I can see fucking speed. Yeah, it's different. Different. No, it's it is. not. It is to me. One gets a medal and one gets a contract. Boom. They one both get fucking contracts, I right. assure you. But I bet the one of them football would be a lot more, more. than the Mm-mm. Olympics. Sand. Clay, Clay's fast as shit. He's, if you're going to look at... I, I will I will bet you that Raymond Clay runs easily the fastest running back 40. He may challenge Ruggs for the fastest 40 in the... And see, they predicted Ruggs only at a 4-4, though. Oh, well, then he'll blow Ruggs' yeah. fucking socks off. But that's what you they said. You want to give me 3-1 odds? I'll give you, sure, three shots to one odds that Kalei beats Ruggs in the 40. 5-1. Three. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. a bet. No, I'm not taking that one yet. a bet. Yay! I actually put it in my notes here that I think they'll both challenge 4-3-5. Because that's fast as fuck for a running back, but I, it's not gonna it's not no. gonna surprise me. It surprised me if Calais goes four three. But one, it helps four, you know three, whenever three. you're running that fast without pads. Yeah, I mean they're saying four 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 five four rugs, and he's got pads on. So I mean, what can he do without those? I'll tell you. I'll t- well, he doesn't fucking matter because he can't do it on the fucking field without him. I'll tell you sure. what, guys. That's th- why the forty don't matter. <laughs> I know, like. Shitty college football doesn't fucking matter. But, like, as I'm going through these running backs, there's three running backs from the University of Louisiana Lafayette. Oh, Jesus. That are legit. They're running attack. This If you watch any game, I had to watch full Lafayette games just to see film on these three guys because they don't cut them up all snaps for one guy. Dude, they ran all over the, the world. This what, year. what do they run? What's their offense? It was... It, just hand the ball off to one of these three guys, Wishbone. any one of them. That's what I was thinking. Wishbones. No, no, they, sure they only have a sure It doesn't seem like a spread. It was I mean, great. It's I'm good. sure if it's Louisiana Lafayette, I'm sure it's the spread or something. Good defend to watch. One of them, I will say this, hot preview for one of our later shows, one of the Lafayette running backs landed in my top ten. Because you're a fool. Maybe. Get time on your hands to do those algorithms. Fucking A. Uh, I think we're done. Are we done? I think so. Anything else good? Would you rather? I don't have any would you fucking rather. Should I put some in next time? I mean, we've been going um, for a bit. Would you rather have sex with Demi Moore uh. now or Nicole, Nicole Kidman? Now? What? Yeah, both of them now. Not not in their primes. They're both like, like what, 45, 50? 50-ish. I don't know what either of them look like, but I'd take... Uh, one's blonde Kidman. and one... <laughs> <laughs> one's blonde and one's... 
Like brown, black haired. Like, is that hard to do? Or I don't know. I'm just asking. With, I'll go with more. You with more? Okay. Yeah. I, I think I'd probably go with Kimmy just because she seems a little more stable. Oh, well, you didn't ask that question. You just well, said, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> if I was having sex with her, I'd probably prefer the one. That's okay, here's a would you rather. Here's a would you rather. Um, dude's gonna get you off one way or the other. Guy. Would you rather a hand job or a blow job from a dude? I would, wouldn't want it. That's not the question, bitch. So if I had to take it? Yes. So, like, I'm in a prison cell. You're either going to get a and handy... I turn gay. Or you're going to get a fucking blow. So it's like your real life. It's coming from a dude. I mean, I need a blowjob because I can give myself a fucking handjob. Goes faster. What? A blowjob. Well, I a give self, myself handjobs. self handjobs real fast. I yeah. know. Yeah. Fucking A. So I, I think I'll take the blowjob. Easy. It's not a question ever. What about you? Yeah, probably a blowjob. Those what? don't happen very often. Okay, would you, you rather... <laughs> would you rather... Get fucked in the ass by a dude. Nope. Or fuck a child lady in the vagina. What childish? Or how far? Ten years old. No. I'll get I fucked in the ass. Fuck in that. The ass. Okay. <laughs> Twelve. What's the number here, guys? Sixteen. Fourteen. That's 15? not a child. That's legal in a lot well, of states. That's what I'm saying. Okay. In Kentucky, it's your cousin. Okay. Would you rather? <laughs> would you rather have that reach around or that blowjob from a woodsman or from like uh, that goes callous or, or from like Justin Smollett? Who's that? He's the guy that, like, faked everything up in Chicago. Well, uh, look, my point is this. Would you rather have the woodsman give the blowjob or the guy who's pretty? The gay dude knows how to work the cock, That's right? True. The pretty one or the woodsman? Give me the pretty guy. Way more lady. The pretty one would know what the hell's going on. Well, Pac, come on. You're kind of woods-like. I am, but, uh, I mean, do I look like I know what the hell's going on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, are you saying we're wrong? Are you going woodsman? You, yeah, want, that, you want that calloused fucking hand on your shit? No, because I feel like I'm the woodsman. <laughs> Are you the woodsman? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Alright, we're done. Jesus Christ. We're I done. I think there's some, some good would you rathers. We're fun, though. Alright. Hey, guys. Uh, thanks for listening. If you haven't done so yet, get on the internet. It's really cool. They have pretty much everything you could ask for, like, including... Yep. I just recently joined uh, a new website... Up and coming website with some young kids that are real fucking hungry and eager. TCKpod.com is a website. It's the Candlestick Kids. Um, they do a lot of YouTube shit, podcasts, articles galore. I think you should check it out. I've got some stuff there, but some of the kids that are writing for the website are way better at writing than I am. So, so go check them out. Hit us up on Twitter. I'm at Dewey's Nuts, all Z's, no S's. Uh, unfollow the Bullfrog if you're following him now. And uh, we'll see you soon. FYI, in the next few episodes, we're going to be switching podcast hosts from Podbean to Anchor. So if you have been subscribing to us on Podbean, we're going to be switching over to Anchor.fm. It's free. Use money. Yeah, it's free. We're going to be doing that soon, so be on the lookout for that. I will give you a heads up the episode before. It's going to take a couple episodes from now, but I wanted to give you that heads up. In the meantime, uh, we've got beers to drink, shots to take, because we're going to kill these bottles before all is said and done, and you guys can go Mm -hmm. ahead and fuck right off. Thank you for listening to another episode of Your Football Fantasy. 
Now pull up your pants, subscribe, and review us on Apple Podcasts. You can find more from these limp dick butt pirates at www.yourfootballfantasy.weebly.com. <laughs>